Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 89. Hey, this is Bill Jennings from Business Funding U. If you want to build your relationship capital, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, I'm sure you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about the importance of masterminds. I know I personally would not be anywhere near where I am today without spending tens of thousands of dollars investing into building relationships in a mastermind setting. So on that, I am opening up a second round of my mastermind, Build Your Network Alpha in order to build relationships with some of you guys out there. If this is something that interests you, please head over to buildyournetwork.co slash alpha to submit an application and hop on the phone with me to chat about it. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Bill 
Jennings. Bill is driven by possibility. As the president and founder of Pathway Financial and the host of Fast Cash with Bill Jennings, he is on a mission to eliminate a lack of capital as an obstacle for entrepreneurs, investors, and businesses to fulfill their goals and dreams. To date, he's helped provide over $250 million in funding to business owners and real estate investors across the country using his proprietary funding logic system, and he isn't stopping there. Bill has shared the stage and worked closely with the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington, A&E's Flippin' Vegas star Scott Yancey, and is even the preferred funding partner of Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary. Bill has also been featured in publications such as Entrepreneur Magazine, Accelerant Magazine, and Real Estate Investor Magazine. A Chicago-area native, Bill loves spending time with his son, reminiscing about the Jordan-era Bulls, and turning heads with his impeccable style. And to be honest with you, Bill, that's really the only reason I brought you on the show was to figure out the name of your tailor. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in all all seriousness, thanks so much for coming. I'm I'm always looking to help. You know, I could definitely help you out. Yeah, I appreciate that. Really excited to have you on, man. Why don't you go ahead and expound just a tad on that intro. Tell us what you're most excited about right now. Yeah, so it's actually, you're kind of catching me at a good time here, Travis, because the thing I'm most excited about is is obviously, as you kind of mentioned, uh, Pathway Financial, we've been helping fund business owners and uh, real estate investors for probably about seven years now. But we just recently, this past week, I'm kind of taking things to a different level. And I'm taking kind of the words out of Gary Vaynerchuk's mouth when he says that if you're not trying to put yourself out of business, then somebody else will. So I actually have gone on a mission here. I've started a new company called Business Funding You, and it's an online training platform to basically teach everybody uh, basically out there that's looking to get access to funding for their business and to kind of help and build their credit. I'm giving them, I'm basically downloading my brain into a virtual training platform. And I'm going to be basically offering that to everybody so they can pretty much learn how to fund their business and fix their credit without having to hire a company such as Pathway Financial um, or any of our competitors out there. So we're kind of changing things up a little bit. And uh, everything goes smoothly, then I'll be out of business in no time. Yeah. Yeah. If everything goes smoothly. Yeah. That's fantastic. And from what I understand, you're, you're using the Ferrari of virtual training platforms through a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Brad Lee. Is that right? Yes, I am. So yeah, we partnered up with uh, Lightspeed VT, Brad Lee's company, and that's pretty much what we're going to be doing this training program on. And, and it definitely, as he calls it, the Ferrari of it, and it, it really is yeah. compared to the other platforms that I looked at. I mean, it's pretty much the, it's, it's the easiest solution. I can kind of mm-hmm. plug in what I need and they kind of handle the back end. So it's definitely looking forward to doing it and looking forward to get everything completely done with it. Yeah. I've, I've used a couple of training platforms on Lightspeed VT and it, it does seem like they do a really good job as far as like visually, graphically, all that kind of stuff. Like everything's really good, but they also do a good job at implementing different tools and tactics during the training to make sure that you're actually like learning stuff. Cause that's like my biggest complaint with online courses, right? Is that it's so, it's just a lot of information and not really any real way to figure out if you're going to implement it. But it seems like with Lightspeed, they actually do a really, really good job at making sure people are consuming, but also implementing the content. So I'm looking forward to what you guys have to put out there, bro. What's been like the most surprising thing for you during this whole process? So it's interesting because our core business with Pathway, it was really just focusing on people who were credit ready and in a position to be able to get funding because that was that was essentially what we were doing. So if people came to us and they were unable to get qualified just because maybe they had some credit issues in the past or they haven't quite you know been, I guess they hadn't had credit long enough. Let's say they were a younger person trying to start a company and they just didn't have any credit history yet. We weren't really able to help them initially. So we kind of pushed them off to where we did credit repair for them and all that kind of stuff and help build their credit, but it was it wasn't really our core focus. Right. And with this, I think I'm really trying to tap into a, a different market to where I, I would love to help 
primarily the people who are just starting out, the millennials who are looking to get into uh, their own business, but they don't really have you know the credit history or the understanding of credit. So while building this, I think the, the place that we probably put the most content into is the credit portion of things. And I guess that's really the big shift, I guess. And what's surprising, this is actually funny, I was actually just talking on a radio show here in Chicago on Friday, and there, there was a, a new study that came out, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like 52% of millennials don't know what their credit score is. And of that 52%, it was something crazy, like half of those people or something like that didn't even know what a credit score was for. What? So that's no shocking. That, exactly. It was, they had people calling in and people literally, they had no idea what their credit was used for. And it's just something that isn't taught in school. And it mm. really, I mean, unless it was beaten into your brain by your parents at a young age, people don't right. really understand credit or how to use their credit until they screw it up. And then they have to kind of fix it from there, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's so true, bro. Yeah, that's the one of the cool things that I, I really like about your business is that you're very much focused on providing a unique experience for that particular customer, not really like a one-stop shop for just this one really qualified person that has all their stuff in order, that's been doing business for 20 years, that has really old lines of credit and they have a 750 credit score. And so you help that person. Like you can also do that, but I like that you're going that other route to help out people that really just have no idea. I mean, that's mind blowing to think that some people don't even know what like it's for even that that's like right. completely off the radar. But you know, that well, like you said, if, if you didn't grow up that way and your parents didn't put an emphasis on that, then I guess, I mean, it wouldn't be something that's on your radar. So that's a, a really, really good product to bring to that particular marketplace. Do you have any ideas for how you're going to market this and get this out to people like that? A lot of it is, is really through like, we've got a, a lot of experience in the seminar industry. So people who are, are selling coaching packages and stuff like that. So we've got a lot of connections with, I guess, groups of people who are looking to either improve their credit or get access to funding. So that's really an area that's where we're going to be pushing it into. Yeah. Other than that, it's, it's really just a lot of Facebook, social media type stuff, because that's where we're going to find, you know, the millennials is obviously their, their core area that they're looking at right now is okay. social media. So I'm yeah. trying to tap into that as much as possible. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, 
the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So is this something that's your, that you're like actually really trying to put yourself out of business? So in the regard that like, Hey, if this ends up happening, it'll be good. Or are you really going to like shut down operations of pathway financial and focus fully on the training platform? Yeah. The hope is to shut down pathway entirely and just focus on the training platform. I think a lot of things have changed in the past it's in the past five years, but even more so than that. I mean, in this past year or so, I think everybody with having information available at our fingertips at any given time. I think that any company that's focusing on hardcore sales tactics is missing the mark. I mm-hmm. think we need to be educating people because that's what they're expecting nowadays. Yeah. So if you're educating and you're providing value, as much value as possible, I think the sales happens on its own. So I would like to not have a sales team per se. And I'd have, I'd like to have more people that are just kind of out there helping people get on the system and educating them and, and kind of really holding their hand and getting them into a position where they can get funded on their own. So yes, ideally, I would like to completely shut down Pathway as we know it and just focus on business funding you. Yeah. What kind of a timeline are you looking at to be able to do that? Is that just solely based on revenue from the training platform or is that something that you like have a specified time period for? It's a good question. And I honestly, I don't even know yet. It's really, we're going to have to see how this goes. I've never been in a position where we're selling a specific product. It's always been consulting based. So I don't know how quick it's going to take off. And I don't know, you know what our volume is going to look like. But obviously, from a financial standpoint, it has to make sense. But it also, we're kind of in a, a tough position where we're kind of doing both because it's, yeah, I don't want to pick and choose who we're selling which product to because ideally, I'd like just everybody to have access to the knowledge, you know? Right. So hopefully we could ramp up quicker than expected and we can kind of just segue directly into um, solely basing everything on the training platform. That's awesome, bro. We're really, really looking forward to when it's finally out. I will be a big proponent of that. So many people, this is such an important aspect of growing a business is having credit. And I think that there's not a lot of talking about it for some reason. So I really love that you're bringing it up to the forefront and spending time actually educating people on how to go throughout that whole process. So I kind of want to shift the conversation here, end up talking a little bit more about networking because there was a couple more questions I was going to ask you about your business specifically, but they kind of tie into the networking conversation because obviously in that intro, there's a couple names that if you are at all in the entrepreneur space, you would definitely recognize Kevin Harrington, who was just on the show last week. And then Kevin O'Leary and Gary Vaynerchuk and all these different people that you've been able to rub shoulders with, speak with, work with. Tell me about that process for you. Like, How long of a process did it take in order to be able to rub shoulders with these kinds of people? Yeah. So if I'm being honest, it was more by fluke accident that a lot of these things happen. The situation with Kevin Harrington, that was more through a mutual, another mutual friend of ours, Brandon T. Adams. He kind of made that connection. And since I know you've spoken with and and done stuff with Kevin Harrington, you know, he's always eager to pretty much help anybody that he can. So that I didn't really have to chase him. He's kind of always looking for that. The stuff with Gary Vaynerchuk, it was speaking at smaller events as much as I could until I caught the eye of people who you know saw me at other events and then started asking me to speak at larger events. And I was able to be lucky enough to get picked to talk at a large roofing and siding conferences, basically for uh, storm restoration companies that Gary Vaynerchuk is he's really tapped into that market for some strange reason. And he's speaking mm-hmm. at all their conferences. And I was able to, to be lucky enough to speak on the same stage as him with that. So it really was just a matter of 
putting myself out there where people saw me and then they were able to kind of, uh, you know, kind of lead things over. Yeah. I know with you, and honestly, I want to say thank you, first of all, for even having me on here, because when I look at the guests that you've had, you seem to always have these extremely high caliber guests on your show. So I'm, I appreciate you even uh, allowing me to be on stage with you right now here. But I know that you kind of teach and you always talk about how to network to you know get in front of these people. And honestly, for me, it, and I think it was just happened to work out that way that I was able to get involved with certain people. Yeah, definitely. And you use the word luck, which I know what you mean by that, but some people out there sitting and listening to this might not know what all goes into the word luck, right? Because saying it that way, just kind of flippantly, somebody listening could be like, we'll see, you know what I mean? It's not directed. You (laughs) just sometimes stuff happens and you just got lucky and, you know, you just got this opportunity and it fell in your lap and type thing. But how many hours of working your butt off did it take in order for you to get lucky enough to be in a position to be able to capitalize on a speaking opportunity with Gary Vaynerchuk? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got lucky. Like you weren't searching, you weren't like auditioning for speeches (laughs) for sharing the stage with Gary Vee or anything like that. But it was years and years of a hard work, hustle, the grind and going from the mortgage industry, if I remember correctly, and then starting your own company during the whole crisis of and the housing crash and all that kind of stuff. And then coming out of that, becoming profitable, building a strong business, public speaking, getting on small stages, like you said, all over the place. And then eventually that finally led to something where it was like, oh, that happened to be sharing the stage with Gary Vaynerchuk now. So I just want to put a little context behind that for those of you out there listening that were like, well, see, I can't do that. That's just luck. You know what I mean? Like it's luck is nothing. There's nothing but preparation, meeting opportunity. And that was a fantastic example of that. So here's the question, Bill that I ask every single guest that comes on the show. And Bradley and I had it out over this question when he came on. And so I'm curious to hear your answer. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Yeah. So I've heard you ask this before. And actually, just today, I was listening to your episode with the Maddoxes. And I was, so I was thinking about if you asked this question, how I would kind of handle it. And and it's interesting because I feel it's kind of like the chicken or the egg type situation. Hmm. Because in my mind, if if you don't have the knowledge in your head to know what to do with an opportunity like that, it doesn't really matter who you know, mm-hmm. because you're not going to do anything with it. I, I know I have friends who are very wealthy individuals that are extremely smart business people. And I look at their circle of friends and they, they do have other like-minded people, but then they do have friends of theirs that they grew up with that they don't even know how to leverage the relationship in any way, shape or form. So I think that having the knowledge is extremely important. But then again, it, on the other side of that, being around the right people, if you're smart enough to try and absorb what they're doing, then that'll put you in a position to have the knowledge. Yes, so very yeah. difficult question to answer, yeah. but I go more with the knowledge, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's always my biggest thing is I just find that if I spend time with insanely smart people and I apply myself around those people, my knowledge base always just grows exponentially. Like I could go read 12 books on podcasting, but spending a weekend at John Lee Dumas's house, who's a seven figure podcaster, like the ultimate business podcaster, like that is what ultimately gave me enough knowledge to bypass a lot of different obstacles that most people starting off would have had. But instead of investing in the knowledge, so to speak, I invested in the relationship, which then brought the knowledge to the table. That's always like just something I always keep going back to is just like, I know that if I just put myself in the right room, that my knowledge is going to just grow exponentially, right? If you find yourself being the smartest person in the room, you got to find a new room. Um, I agree with that. But however, you just said yourself that if you knew that if you put yourself in the right rooms, 
then good things would happen, right? So you knew to do that. Some people don't know to do that. I think that's where somewhat what you know is important. Which you is what why I'm this podcast exists <laughs> to show Fantastic. people the knowledge <laughs> that you should invest in who you know. That's that's like my whole my whole thing is just like I think that a lot of people don't do it just because they're just not aware of the power of relationships yep. and of being around people who raise you up to another level that you're not used to being on. I think Ty Lopez also made a great point. Did you, have you heard Ty Lopez talk about the kind of, it's like a pyramid and he puts you in the middle and then he puts people directly above your level, right above you. And then up at the tippy top yep. of the pyramid is people that are just on a completely different level where you can't even imagine like yourself being on that level. And then underneath you is people right below you. And then underneath them is people who are just like starting out or whatever. And he's talking about skipping levels in that sense, because it is psychologically somebody that's barely above the level that you're on is actually going to be psychologically rooting against you almost because they don't want you to buy pet to surpass them right. and stuff like that. And then the, you want to go spend time with the people on a level that's above those people because they don't care. You're so far below them that like, there's no threat there. They you know don't see what I mean? you as a threat. Right. Right. So that was a, another huge takeaway that I've gotten recently because I've experienced that with people that are on a level right above me. They literally like try to keep me in a shell and don't let me go off on opportunities, which is why I eventually started my own business and then started my podcast was that a previous mentorship was trying to do that. They were trying to tell me to make less money and to like keep me in this like little box. You know what I mean? So there's so much, so much there to be talked about, but for sure, I completely understand yeah, your side. Yeah, it comes down to so much sure. insecurity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell us a story, Bill, about a time in your life specifically where a connection with somebody that you made led to something that led to something that led to something that led to something amazing. Do you have a story like that? Yeah. So I'll actually relate this back to the same way that I met you through that same you know person, uh, uh, Brandon Adams, that we talked about. He kind of, I found him, I don't even remember how I found him. I think, actually, you know what I do? He, I met him at GrowthCon. Last year, just randomly in a hallway, we started talking and I had no idea who he was, but we chit-chatted a little bit. We exchanged numbers. I added him on Facebook. And as I started kind of following him, I saw he was doing a lot of video content. And that was one thing that I really wanted to get into that I never actually just I guess, started doing. So eventually he got me into uh, starting doing video content and starting kind of sharing my message uh, through you know, social media on video. And you know, he kept preaching to me how powerful video is and how it kind of changed the way that people you know, look at you. And it really opened up a bunch of doors because as soon as I started doing that, everything that he said started happening. People started reaching out to me thinking that I was you know, kind of, as you say, on, on a different level, right? Mm -hmm, it, right. It, the perception of me was entirely different. And it allowed doors to open that I was able to go into getting other speaking engagements, getting in front of larger clients, I guess, that were able to get me a bunch of clients in turn. So there was there was a lot of things that kind of happened just through that. So it's just kind of being able to get known. So it wasn't so much a direct connection of that led me to another specific person. It led me yeah. to a ton of people. Yeah. And it was just a random like meetup in a hallway at 10X GrowthCon last year, right? Completely. I had no, I wasn't seeking anybody out. It was just randomly talking to people. And I think in all of those type of environments, it's a very important, you don't know who you're going to be talking to. Right, so right. before you start talking about yourself in any way, shape or form, you need to understand who they are. So right. talking to people, you never know how it's going to be able to, you can bring value to them or vice versa. So yeah, it was just a random encounter. Yeah. How do you approach a situation like that, Bill? Like personally, when you're at an event and you're about to talk to somebody that you don't recognize, you have no idea who they are. If they're even like there for the conference, they could just be like a hotel guest walking by. How do you approach that situation? Like, What are some good questions that you typically ask somebody in order to get a good engaging conversation? 
I think that in a setting where they're, the example you're giving in a place where it's, you know, a hotel where it could be conference, could not be conference, people who go to those type of conferences, they seem to, they want to network, obviously. So it's a very basic introduction and asking what they do, just Mm -hmm. genuinely showing interest in what they do. You'll you'll quickly find out if they're there to network with you or if they're just a random hotel guest, which you still may get an answer and you start being able to talk to them. But I think just being genuine and very, I guess, Simple. I guess it doesn't need to be an overly complicated introduction when you're just randomly connecting with a random stranger. I think yeah. if you're trying to network some higher caliber, it requires a little bit, uh, probably more of a unique introduction. But yeah, just I mean, honestly, just showing interest in them and trying to understand who they are and, and what they do and see if there's a way that you can help provide value. Yeah, that's that's exactly the answer I was looking for, bro, is just keeping it simple and having a conversation like a normal human being because so many people go into the situations and like if you met them at a bar like the night before, just a random bar and nothing to do with the conference or anything, they would be a completely different person than when you meet them at the conference <laughs> and they're wearing their suit and they got their like 25,000 business cards in their back pocket, like ready to like throw them in your face and give their little 60 second elevator pitch. It's just crazy how different a person is depending on the context that you're meeting them in. And that's like one big thing I try to touch on with most people is like when you and I met, Bill, there wasn't like all this nonsense that we were both spewing out there to try to impress each other. It wasn't like a bunch of like, here's my card. Here's your card. Let's do business. It was just kind of like, hey, what do you do? Oh, cool. This is what I do. Oh, wow. That's really awesome. And then we just kind of talked and developed a friendship at that first conference. And now we've been able to stay in touch this whole time. Went to 10X Growth Con and showed them the box suites and all that kind of stuff. Met some people together and like it's become a cool friendship. And I assume at some point, pretty soon, we're going to be doing some business together. I know that we've talked about it. And it just stems from a position of being a genuine person that actually cares about people. Instead of like thinking of it as a numbers game, if I talk to enough people here, I'll get some business and make some money from it. And it's such a sticky, slimy way of doing business. And like you were saying earlier, I think it's the old school way of doing business is just not, just not going to work anymore. It's not going to cut it. People want relationships. They don't want transactions. Completely. Everybody can see through it. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's, you're so right. I mean, when me and you first connected, it wasn't, there were no other intentions. We just connected as human beings and it was genuine. And I think being genuine is a, is a key thing. And I, I try and press on this on my sales guys at the office too. And it's, it's such a simple concept, but it, people don't get it as easily as maybe you and I do. And I mm-hmm. think that there almost needs to be a, a way to completely teach that to people because when they are in a work environment, I've got specific people I'm thinking of in my office right now that I'll hang out at, hang out at the bar, watch the game, whatever. And they're one person, but as soon, just like you said, as soon as they put that suit on and they're trying to talk to somebody business-wise, they completely turn into a yeah. robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not the person that someone wants to buy from. They want to buy from the other person. I think you just need to be yourself nowadays. There's no reason to put on a mask. You have to be yourself. Right, right. There's no reason for it. I guess maybe people think that Maybe it stems from like what we were talking about earlier. Maybe it stems from some sort of an insecurity. Like they think that this person wouldn't want to do business with who they really are. So they put on a facade of like a person that they perceive that person would want to do business with. I guess maybe that's what's going on. And like subconsciously, maybe they probably don't even think about it, but it just kind of happens subconsciously. But I find the more genuine you are, the more that people want to do business with you. And if that person doesn't want to do business with you because of who you are, then you probably don't want to do business with them either. I think that kind of also stems from the scarcity versus abundance mindset. Because if you're coming from a mindset of scarcity, then you'll try to get every single person and you'll show all your cards on the table every single time because you're so desperate to get some business. Whereas if you come from an abundance mindset of, well, it doesn't matter, there's more people tomorrow, then you can stick to who you truly are. And ultimately, the people that you do business with will really, really get much more out of that relationship, I think. I agree. It's, it's funny you said because I don't know if I'm genuinely follow Matt Maddox, I think is a friend of yours. And yeah. he posted something on Facebook yesterday about how with their publishing company, they had to turn down a couple clients because they realized that their views and their 
goals did not match up with, you know, the the ideas and the principles of Maddox Publishing. And he was saying a lot of people would think, you know, why would you turn down good money? And I was look, it's not for us. And I think if you have the mentality of you've got to take every last dollar that you can, you're going to always be chasing every last dollar. But right. when you have the freedom to say, no, look, that doesn't match up with our principles, a lot of other opportunities end up come knocking. And, and other people, I mean, we're talking about it right now because I saw it as extremely genuine. And it's just one other example of why I would do business with them over somebody else. So right. I think that's yeah. the mindset that people have to have. Not to mention, like when you're an entrepreneur and you're in business for yourself, one of the biggest reasons to me why you do that is so that you're in control, right? Like we as entrepreneurs don't like being controlled by other things, other circumstances, events, or a boss or a schedule. And so I've found that the more of a scarcity mindset that I've had in the past, the more I'm controlled by customers and clients of mine rather than me being in control of what I want to do. If somebody else is in control, then why am I an entrepreneur to begin with? I just go get a nine to five and have a guaranteed paycheck without all the stress. You know what I mean? Like if I'm operating from the scarcity mindset, then that customer has control over what I do. They're the ones that dictate the conversation. They're the ones that tell me when and where to be. It takes away like half of the reason to actually do what I'm doing to begin with. And it just adds to your stress load. It doesn't make any sense. All because you're trying to keep up some pretense that you're somebody who you're really not. And it's so much work to be somebody beside yourself. And it's incredible to me how many people will be willing to put in that work. But yeah, bro, let's go ahead and chat a Can little bit. Can I have bit. you come talk in my office and repeat all that? <laughs> yeah, just show them the episode. <laughs> yeah, just that one little segment. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's kind of talk a little bit about masterminds and mentorships, man. This is something that I've been really trying to focus on a lot lately because I think that it's so important for most people to consider working in a networking budget into their annual spending. I think they're just so invaluable to be around people in a mastermind setting, a mentorship setting. What's your take on that? Have you ever spent money on something like that? And if not, why not? And then if you have, why? Yes. So I've never actually spent money to be part of a structured mastermind. A lot of people that are in masterminds and have been doing it, they kind of look at me like, wow, why would you not do that? I think a lot of people, I know I did, looked at it as there are a lot of I guess, I don't want to call them shady, but there are a lot of characters in those spaces that that feed off of people that just need that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that it kind of gives things a bad name. But if you find the right ones, the idea of a mastermind, I love. The idea of a mastermind is necessary. The idea of structured masterminds where you're paying a large fee, there are obviously very genuine people who do that and it actually works. And I think that are some that give the kind of the industry or that segment a bad name. And I think that's why I originally had stayed away from it. Now that I've surrounded myself around other people who I know are genuinely doing that and it is helping people, I definitely have a different mindset of it. Yeah. Another thing I think that people have to get over to is thinking that it's beneath them. And I think that might be one of the larger reasons why people object to it. Yeah. I objected to it for a while because of that. I- I felt like, oh, I'm above that. I should be running a mastermind. I shouldn't be in a mastermind. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that everybody that is somebody who's a you know multimillionaire, billionaire, they're all parts of masterminds, right, you, right. you need to kind of get past that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about masterminds to me, bro, is like you can like you can pick different ones for the level that you're at. You know what I mean? Like I technically am in three masterminds. I pay for one that I'm a part of that costs me a lot of money to put myself on a different level because I want to up level myself. Right. And then you and I are in a very informal one <laughs> that with just a few friends and, right. and colleagues that we've met at different things that we run ideas by sometimes. And then I run my own that I have with some people that listen to the show and stuff like that. So you can pick and choose what quote unquote will level you want to be at, which is one really cool thing about it. But yeah, when when I was just talking to Kevin Harrington, he just paid like 25 G's to be a part of Joe Polish's mastermind, the genius network. 
because he was just like, man, I've spoken at a couple wow. of these things and the people that are in them are just so cool that I was just like, you know what? I just need to join one of these. And the dude's worth, you know, like half a billion dollars or something like that. And he drops 25,000 right. to go be a part of this guy's mastermind who, and Joel Polish is a great dude, but I don't think that he's quite worth as much as Kevin is, but Kevin was willing to like drop that money to yeah. go be around all these people because there's so many people to rub shoulders with in, in groups like that. And you're not just like getting close to the organizers of the groups, but you're getting close with all the other people in the group that can afford to drop 25 G's on a mastermind, which is equally yeah. as valuable. But yeah, so coming into 2018 for the stage that you are at in life right now, Bill, would you say that you're going to work more this year on building relationships or on gaining knowledge? This year, with the new direction I'm taking things business-wise, it's all about expanding my network. Yeah, That's my core focus right now. Once this gets completely off the ground and we're out of the pre-launch stage, and it's all the time I'm going to focus on is networking because now I no longer need to be pounding the phones and trying to find clients and, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be more going out saying, look, I have a finished product. Yeah. Who wants it? Speaking at different events, finding places where I can be valuable um, you know, to, to, to the audience. So yeah, expanding my network is completely what I'm going to be focusing on this year. Do you have any like really strategic ways that you're trying to do that? Like, is it just basically, I'm going to go to as many events as I can, or is it like, I'm going to speak at as many events as I can, or a combination of both or podcasts or like, what is your plan to make that happen? Yeah. So it's definitely a combination of the both. I think the level that I'm at speaking it at smaller events, you know, a couple hundred tops is kind of like, you know, where I'll be able to speak to at, at an event where I actually provide value to them. And it'll mm -hmm. also in turn, get me business. But the larger conferences where, I mean, like, you know, we were at GrowthCon together a week ago or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And at an event like that, obviously I haven't been invited to speak on that stage yet at this point, but you know that the people that are there are people that are actually serious about their business and right. stuff like that. So I don't usually go to events just to network and rub shoulders with people unless it's an event that I know that it's serious, like-minded individuals there. And unfortunately, that kind of means what's the price tag. It's unfortunate because I know at some events where it's free to attend, there might also be people there that I can meet. But when we look at like statistics, it needs to be an event where people are serious. So yeah. if the ticket price is real cheap, it kind of you know eliminates that. So gotta, that's kind of what, what I'm play sometimes. You some know events I, mean? I can speak at. Yeah, I got to pay. Exactly. Gotta pay exactly. For sure. All right, bro. Well, let's go ahead and move into the last segment here. This is just basically called the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. Ready? Let's go. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Radio. So I actually, I went to school for radio originally, and that's what I wanted to be in. So if I could choose separately, I'd be back in radio. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Tupac. I think that Tupac was mentally, I think that man was a genius. And I think that there's so much knowledge that you can gain from somebody like that. And I think it would be from a completely different perspective. So I'm going with Tupac. How do you like to consume content? Books, blogs, podcasts, videos? A mixture of all, but right now more so podcasts than anything else. Okay. What is one of your favorites that you listen to pretty frequently? Obviously, besides Ty Build Lopez Your Network. Pretty much so. every day. Build Your Network, obviously, is number right. one. But I listen to Ty Lopez a lot okay. just because he records everything. And it's like, it's not just a structured podcast. I listened to a sales mm -hmm. meeting of his the other day. And it's like, I think there's a lot of stuff to learn from that. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. The dude's so smart. So smart. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I'm usually up and out of bed by 5 a.m. and either taking my son to school or going straight to the gym and then trying to get to the office before everybody else does. So that's my routine. What is your go-to pump-up song? 
I don't really, it sounds weird, but I don't really have a pump up song. I get more pumped up by listening to like podcasts in a strange way. Like if I listen to like Gary Vee or somebody motivational, like yeah. I get pumped up by that more than I do with music. What are you not very good at? And sometimes I just love too much. So I'm just working on that. <laughs> no, what am I not? <laughs> I'm only laughing because I know I... you. <laughs> <laughs> What am I not good at? I'm not good at a lot of things, man. It's, it's, it's tough to pick just one. I'm not good at dancing. I'm not good uh, at singing. We share that. Pretty much anything that requires rhythm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so get everything wrapped up here, bro. What is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Mostly on Facebook. That's typically where you can find me. I need to get on Instagram more, but I, I'm on Instagranny instead. I feel like an old man and I, I just don't, I don't do Instagram for some reason but i need to so all right so facebook though facebook we can find you on facebook you can find me on facebook definitely perfect. and uh you can look at both of uh businesses are on there as well pathway financial and business funding you perfect so if you want to learn more from bill which i totally recommend he's got a wealth of knowledge when it comes to anything about your credit so reach out to him say what's up tell him you heard about him here and uh, we'll catch you there bill thanks so much for coming to the show today brother I had a lot of fun chatting thank you i appreciate you having me that's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.